The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday morning. Uh, before we get started... Let me let you in on something. I don't know how tomorrow is going to go. We're going to try something a little different. So normally we start the radio show at 8 o'clock, but there is something going on in London tomorrow, and our health and wellness expert, whoop, we're, we're losing the picture here, okay. Uh, apparently I didn't check that when I dumped all the pictures last night. Uh, so I'll get that up here in just a little bit and show you at the end uh, for those who are watching uh, via via video. But what we're going to do tomorrow at 7 a.m., we're going to start live streaming on all the video platforms that we're on, whether it's uh, Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or Periscope or DLive.TV. We're going to start restreaming what's being streamed, what Kate's going to stream from the event they're having tomorrow in London. You'll be able to see that live here on the Sons of Liberty. And what we're going to do is when the radio show starts at 8, we're going to try to pick Kate up for the hour at least and get some interviews with some of the people who are speaking. Dr. Kaufman's going to be there. He's been on the show. Dr. Avil, he's been on the show. Um, Dr. Corbett, who was on the other week, will be on as well. Um, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. At least we're going to try to get some of those people in, as well as some others who we haven't spoken to before. And uh, so she's going to try to do that tomorrow morning. Now, we're going to start it at 7. That's an hour before the radio show starts. And this event is scheduled to go for about four hours. So it will be one continuous video feed unless something fails and we have to kick something up and start it back over. But we're going to try to cover that as much as we can. So please uh, tune in to that if you're interested in seeing what's going on. I hear that there are tens or hundreds of thousands of people who are planning to attend that event. Uh, so much so that they've up their police force. <laughs> this is always what the... Um, <clears throat> The state wants to do, isn't it? Send the agents out to quell the crowds, the little peasants who want to rise up with their pitchforks and torches. Uh, this is what's going to. This is what's going on. So I want to let you know that tomorrow morning that'll be beginning at 7 a.m. Eastern time or close thereabout. So be on the lookout. It won't have a. When you see me do a radio show, I do it right out of my computer. I don't set up all this stuff uh, like Bradley does uh, to let you know. So you'll get an immediate 
alert if you're subscribed to our channel. If you like our page and say, I want to see the notifications first, you'll get that when it begins. Okay, so I'm just letting you know ahead of time. We'll probably start a couple of minutes just to stream like we normally do here uh, tomorrow. We'll, we'll, we'll do that just a couple of minutes just so the stream stabilizes. People say, oh, what? I got to sit through five minutes. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes it takes a it takes less than a minute, but sometimes more than a, a minute to stabilize the stream and also for people to join in. So with that said, uh, check us out tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time, and we got some things to sort out with, with Kate tomorrow uh, to deal with that. Now, if you want to call in, the topic today is America's streets have become battle zones, okay? America's streets have become battle zones, and it's going to include some of the issue that we we present here, and that is the scriptures. Those of you out there who say who who will chime into the chat and say, "Keep religion out of this." Well, wait a minute. What they mean is keep Christianity out of this, keep the Bible out of this. And I'm going to show you today the very things that we're seeing on the streets of America. They weren't going on 200 years ago. They weren't going on 400 years ago here. Not like they are here. Not like they are in our day. And I'm going to show you how all of that ties in exactly with what God said would happen to a people who abandoned him. So if you don't believe there is a God, or you say you don't, but I know you do because Romans 1 tells me you do, you just suppress the truth and unrighteousness because you don't want to honor him as God, then you want to see what I'm going to show you. And you want to hear I mean, if, you, if you're open-minded the way you say you are. I've dealt with many self-professed atheists who say that they're open-minded, they're willing to hear, and yet when you present them with the truth of what goes on, and then you point them to God's word that says, if you do this, this is what I'm going to do. This is what God says he's going to do. And if you do this, this is what I'm going to do. Then what you end up having is, you have to explain how that can be. Is it just man knows what's going to happen? Is that is that really what's going on here? Or is it the Creator has input His Word and that we should listen to Him? Now, with that said, I want to bring your attention to something that's really disturbing before I get to the main topic, okay? Now, if you want to call in, the number's 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Uh, love to hear from you guys. I always love to hear from you guys when you call in, and I appreciate that. But there's something disturbing that's taking place down in Texas. Let me let me present this before we get into the to the battle zone issue. There is any of you guys remember Fort Hood? Fort Hood um was the place where this Islamic jihadi several years ago killed several soldiers, right? Wounded several others. And this year, there's been several soldiers found dead there. Let me take you through a couple of them, and then I'm going to get to the uh, what, what's going on on America's streets, okay? This was back in July. Family calls on Fort Hood to be closed after their daughter was sexually harassed, dismembered, and partially burned in a shallow grave. Now, I know, if you're like me, the first thing you think of, okay, dismembered, sexually harassed, this has connotations to a particular ideology, if you will. The same ideology that led 
the good doctor to take his gun against his fellow soldiers there several years ago. This is from Matt Agarist. In fact, they've been covering this quite a bit, and that's they allow us to carry the stories. The family of a young soldier who was killed at the Fort Hood Army Base in Colleen, Texas, where she was stationed, is demanding answers after the woman's body was found dismembered and partially burned in a shallow grave near the military facility. The family is also demanding the total closure of Fort Hood and calling on potential enlistees to think twice before they sign up to join the military. Well, I, I'm going to tell you. I tell my boys, you better think like four or five times before you join the military today. Just saying. Just saying. The military is being used for all kinds of unconstitutional and unlawful things. That's not an attack on the military. It's an attack on the people who are using them for that. And I wish more of our military men would stand up and say, you know what, this isn't constitutional. We, we took an oath. We're not going to do this. This is unconstitutional. You aren't following the Constitution. And I wish we had more guys who would do that. Vanessa uh, Guilin, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly, who is just 20 years old, had been missing since April. Shortly after she told her family that she was being sexually harassed by multiple men she worked with on the base. This is why, folks, you can call me a sexist all you want to, but I'm telling you right now, this is why women have no business in the military like this. They have no business in it. They're to be protected. They're to be cared for. They're to be loved. That is not something that is stifling to women. It is something that exalts women as something precious that we should care for, guys. And they have no business in this at all. In any case, Gwilin did not file a report at the time because she was afraid of what these men might do in retaliation and she expressed those concerns to her family around the time that she disappeared. Well, of course. You're in a military now that Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka, the usurper, took away any charges against adultery, bestiality, sodomy. And you know what happened as soon as he took that away? The male-on-male sexual assault skyrocketed. It's assault, folks. It's a crime. Sodomy is not a victimless crime. Even when it's between people who are quote-unquote consensual, the things that happen there produce a lot of disease. And you say, well, that happens... With, with heterosexuals too. Yeah, it does. And the Bible speaks against that too. Hello? I'm being consistent. I'm being consistent in that. Vanessa's sister, who is Lupe Aguilan, said Vanessa was afraid to report what was happening because the military does not take accusa- uh, allegations of sexual assault or harassment seriously. She then called on potential enlistees to reconsider joining the military. Yeah, I think it is, Travis. I think that's why there was a film out some years ago with uh, John Travolta or something about that, and that was part of the issue of the storyline. I don't recommend people seeing it because, well, it's a little it's a little graphic there. But that was that was some of what was presented. Was some young lady was gang raped, and it turned her into just <laughs> she wanted to murder all those people. I mean, for what they did, and who can blame her? I mean, you can understand that desire there. 
According to ABC News, Lupe said, knowing that this could happen to anyone, knowing that there's more victims out there, would you let your child, your son, your daughter sign a contract with the Army that basically takes away their, their rights anyway, knowing that their life is at risk? My sister deserves to be protected. Your child deserves to be protected. Don't let them recruit you until we get justice, until Vanessa gets justice. You know what? I, there is. There's, I, uh, I totally agree. You go, this is a black lives matter. Well, this, I don't think this young lady was black. I'm, I think she was um, of Hispanic descent, but she might have been. I can't remember exactly. But the fact of the matter is, here they find her body dismembered and burned. We haven't heard anything from these guys. It's all shh, shh, hush, hush. Then we get a report on August the 11th. After multiple Fort Hood soldiers were murdered, two more soldiers were arrested in child trafficking sting. Hmm, you think these two things are related? And again, I, you know, I'm just throwing this out. We, we covered Noahide laws the other day. The issue of pedophilia is not relegated just to Islam. Yes, Islam, you know, the, where the founder is a lying, thieving, murdering pedophile. That's what he is, Muhammad. He's not a man of God. He was a pedophile. And when I say pedophile, I mean not somebody who deals with young women who are pubescent. I mean, that's the whole distinction between those who are prepubescent and pubescent is that they become women. We're talking about prepubescents. Aisha, his child bride. We've got this going on at August 11th. The Fort Hood military base in Texas has come under extreme scrutiny in recent months as numerous dead soldiers were found on or around the base. This week, the base was in the news again after two Fort Hood soldiers were caught up in a bust of child uh, trafficking ring. The soldiers were among nine Texas residents who were arrested during a two-day child sex trafficking sting in Killian or Killing the city where the base is located. The overall goal of this joint effort was to locate and arrest subjects who were willing to make overt efforts to pay minors to engage in sexual acts. Now, again, these will be up in the archives, so you can check them out yourself. There's another one. This this came at the end of July. Close or Calls to close Fort Hood Mount after body of a third soldier was discovered in only a month. Again, we reference the death of Miss uh, Gillian. Texas has brought a national attention to what appears to be one of the most dangerous military bases in the country. This week, another missing soldier's body was found 15 miles outside of the military base, making it the third body found in just the last month. The remains that were found this week have been identified as 26-year-old Mehur Morta. I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly or not. A soldier from Florida who just joined the Army last year as a mechanic, officials with the base have released very few details about the case and have not said whether or not they suspect foul play. Then we have one more here. This one is just from this past week. Yesterday, in fact. Another... Fort Hood soldier found dead during sex abuse case, days after military said no foul play. 
This is from John Vibes. Um, For the past several months, a series of disturbing deaths and disappearances have revealed dangerous and corrupt conditions at the Fort Hood military base in Killing, Texas. It seems that every few weeks there is a major crime making the news at Fort Hood, and soldiers are turning up dead at an alarming rate. There does not seem to be any obvious connection between the soldiers who have died in and around the base in the past few months, but there are some overlapping themes in many of these cases. One detail that some of the victims have shared is that they were in the midst of reporting sexual assault or harassment that was taking place on the base. The latest here is Sergeant Elder Fernandez, the most recent Fort Hood soldier to die under mysterious circumstances, was transferred to a different unit just before his death because he was a victim in an abusive sexual contact investigation, an Army representative told CNN. Lieutenant Colonel Chris Brodigam, a 1st Cavalry Division public affairs officer, said that the transfer was intended to prevent retaliation and ensure that he received the proper care. Sounds like something out of A Few Good Men or something. The Fernandez family told reporters that Elder was admitted to a hospital on the military base earlier this month, but did not disclose any details about why he was admitted. Before Fernandez's body was even found, Fort Hood was quick to announce that there was no foul play in this disappearance and that Fernandez left the base on his own accord. Can you say public relations cover-up? Information gathered from fellow soldiers indicates Sergeant Fernandez left on his own accord. However, even if he did voluntarily leave the base, it was far too early for the Army to announce that there was no foul play. There was no investigation that had been completed. His body was discovered in a desolate area along the train tracks about 25 miles away from the military base. Folks, you can say what you want to. As the country has become corrupt, as politicians have become corrupt, sadly, so has become the military. And I know some of you guys aren't going to like it, so has become the police departments. And let me add to that the main reason why. Because I'm not blaming any of those people for that. They have to answer to God for those things, and the people are are there to hold them accountable. But here's the thing. They are that because the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has become corrupt. She's become a whore. She's become a harlot under every tree, under the sun, and God said that he will judge her for that. If you don't believe that God looks and, and brings judgment upon his own church, you haven't read Peter. You haven't read the first uh, three chapters of the book of Revelation. He calls his church to repentance. Why? Because he loves his church. He loves his bride. But he calls her to repentance. And you people out there are quoting Second Chronicles. You need to understand something. That is a call to the people who named the name of Christ. It is not a call to the world. It is a call to the people who are called by God's name. And if the people who are called by God's name will not repent, God's going to bring judgment on us first and then the rest of the world. Do you understand that? Let me give you a few scriptures, and then we're going to jump into 
what's going on here because I think I've taken a little longer before I wanted to get in this topic than I wanted to. This is from Psalm 9, verse 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Do you understand that? Now, let me tell you who I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about this God. See that? Everybody thinks, oh, in God we trust. It's on our money. Yeah. What God? What God? Whoop, wrong one. Having a look. This one right here. The New World Order. That's what's being promoted in this. It's the banksters. It's the same kind of people, degenerates, who Jesus drove out of the temple with their money changing, with their usury, with all of the violations of God's law. That's who's behind this. That's that God. If you believe in that God and you want to follow that God, have at it. That's why probably you're behind a whole thing of building up economy. That's your first thought is economy, not morality and justice. Just saying, you need to check yourself. Because I'm going to tell you, I, I watched some of these speeches from the RNC. They were just as boring as dead as the DNC. And yet, I, you know, I happened to hear the guy who was filling in for Rush Limbaugh this week. Um, and I don't listen to Rush a lot, but I do on occasion turn it on, you know, if I'm out and about or whatever. And this guy, oh, they were so inspiring. I was just like, these people are just reading off their teleprompter, something that Trump gave Obama such a hard time about, and yet Trump does it all the time. And they were just reading off that. There's no uh into it. They're there to get your vote, and that's it. After that, they're going to tell you everything you want to hear, but they're really after themselves, just as much as Democrats. They really are. I could take time to read to you from Deuteronomy 28 before I launch into this. And in Deuteronomy 28, we see that God gives blessings. And again, I go back to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 6, where God says you teach your, they're to be in your heart first, and you teach your children these things, okay? So that they don't forget. Read on past verse 10 of Deuteronomy 6. So they don't forget that I'm the one who brought you into the land. I brought you out of the, the house of bondage. He says in Exodus 20. And you don't forget that I'm the one who brought you into the land. Folks, God is the one who brought our forefathers into this land. Oh, Tim, they, they came over here and they killed all the Indians. They killed all the Native Americans. No, they didn't. They came over here and tried to live peaceably. And in the midst of degenerate men, they get fearful of one another. Yes, there was some killing on both sides. Throughout our history, has there been um, a tyranny against Native Americans by our government? Yep, there sure have. And I'm not justifying that. I know that God brings about things as judgment against people who've been idolaters. I get that. But I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, that's okay, because the fact of the matter is God brought Nebuchadnezzar against his own people as a judgment, and he called him his hand, his tool, his weapon against his own people to judge them. And then he turned around and he judged Babylon for what they did to his people. So I'm consistent in how I see history unfold. And in Deuteronomy 28, we see for the first, what is it, 12 or 13 verses here. Actually, it's a little more. Yeah, no, 13 verses. There's these blessings. Very simple. Gonna, uh, 
let's look at it real quickly. And then I want, I want to look at what we have today, and I want to ask you, are you being blessed, America, or are you being cursed? And it shall come to pass, if thou hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of the body, and the fruit of the ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be the basket in thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee, to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way, and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses, and in all that thou settest thine heart, thy hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee, and holy people unto himself, as he has sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of the ground, and in the land which the Lord swear unto the fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto the land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations. You'll lend to them. And thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Well, let me ask you something. We used to have that in America up until last century. What happened? What happened? The people began to depart wickedly from their God. They did it subtly at first. It was just a little compromise that took us away from it. We, we, didn't, we, we stopped talking about repentance. We stopped preaching law to grace. We, we, start, we started saying the, Dem, the, the Democrats, <laughs> we started having a dispensational gospel preached in the churches beginning in the 19th century, actually, that took root really heavily in the 20th century. We began, to, we began to buy into the Antichrist state of Israel as somehow biblical, uh, prophetic, and the people who call themselves Jews, we touched on this with the Noahide laws things, the people who call themselves Jews who are really not Jews, but they're of the synagogue of Satan, and we began to forget the identity of those, both Jew and Gentile, okay, and that pedigree, who were called after the faith of Abraham to be God's people. Read the book of Galatians. We forgot that. And we started getting further and further away. And do you notice, this drives me crazy, 
There are people who don't know squat about the Bible, but they can tell you about the mark of the beast. They have no idea what came before in that chapter. They don't know what was in chapter 12, chapter 1, chapter 14, or the end of the book, or anything in between. But they can tell you, oh, this is the mark of the beast. Isn't that amazing? Well, the church has forgotten who she is, and they've forgotten the God that saved her. And I want to get onto this topic, but I think it's important. When you look at Deuteronomy 28, verses 15 and following, and they're quite a bit longer than the blessings. Let me give you just a sample of some of the things. If you don't obey the voice of the Lord thy God, here's a couple of things that happen. Curse shall be shalt thou be in the city. That's what we're going to talk about here in just a moment. And curse shall thou be in the field. Curse shall be thy basket and thy store. Curse shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Curse shall be uh, when thou comest in and curse shall be when thou goest out. It talks about going from being the head to being the tail. Foreigners will come in. They'll be the head. You'll be the tail. What are you seeing in America today, people? What are you seeing in the United States? Are you seeing blessing, really? How do you count blessing? You've got an iPhone. You've got a large screen TV. You've got a nice computer set up. You've got money or you got food. Is that what you call blessing? Don't get me wrong. Those are certain blessings from God. I mean, I'm not denying that. But is that what God said he's going to bless you with? Because I think he takes your blessings and he turns them into cursings. And I think that's what he's talking about right here. He didn't say you're not going to have flocks. He didn't say you aren't going to have children, the fruit of your body, or the fruit of your land. He just says it's going to be cursed. What do you got there with GMOs, huh? What's going on with that? What's the what's with the food you eat? Is it cursed or is it blessed? What about your kids? What about the rate of the American Holocaust that continues to be funded by this administration, despite the claim of being the most pro-life president in American history, which is utter lies? What's going on? And read Deuteronomy 28. I encourage you to do that. Now, Leviticus 26 captures on top of that because it says the judgments are going to come more quickly if you don't repent. If God's people don't repent, the judgments are coming more quick or quickly, quicker. (laughs) We had an article from Daisy Luther, and I just wanted to, touch on this for the rest of the hour. This is really originally what I was what I was going to. And she's talked about the fact that there are little battle battle zones erupting across America. Now, look, I got to tell you in my area of rural South Carolina and for the majority of South Carolina that I know of, we don't see any of this. We see it in the big cities. Remember, God said that he was going to bless them in the city and in the field. Remember that? But the curse is going to come in the city and in the field. Okay? She writes about police officers shooting Jacob Blake, a black man, in the back as he tried to enter the vehicle where his children were. Oh, he had a knife, Tim. They found a knife in the car. Big deal. Big deal. The Second Amendment applies to knives, too. Hello? Well, but he was going to use it. How do you know that? But you can bet your bottom dollar, there's one thing for sure. The police officers had guns drawn on him, and nobody says, oh, the police officers had guns. 
They don't talk like that, do they? Blake is in stable condition, expected to live, but the shocking video has spread virally across social media. And they have removed the video from there. So let's take up a couple of places here. Kenosha, a city in Wisconsin, is about 100,000 people quickly erupted in protest of the shooting. Now, I got to tell you, people people get triggered. They get ticked off. I guess if this was your son, you might think differently about some things and what happened. And yes, I understand provocateurs come in too. That doesn't mean there's not a real underlying anger with the lack of justice in this country. And see, this is predicated on it too, on what we just read in Deuteronomy 28. Because in in Deuteronomy 28, all that's tied to remembering the Lord your God, keeping his commandments. As Jesus said, remembering to do justice and mercy the weightier things of the law. Have we done that in this country? We just had Donald Trump just pardon another felon the other day. But he can't bring justice to criminal politicians who are his friends, good people, people he doesn't want to hurt, people he says you owe a great debt of uh, gratitude to. Why is that, people? not capping on Donald Trump. I'm just saying this is what he said with his own mouth. But as long as he tells you that he's a Christian and he holds up a Bible, the sheep eat it up. They just eat it up. And it's a crying shame. It really is. We've been seeing what's come out of Kenosha. Um, Boy, the videos that are here are just incredible. And again, I'm not there, so I can't see how widespread it is. But, um, you know, here's the stuff. I, I uh, I can't figure out for the life of me why there are people who continue to come out and do this knowing what it's going to result in. But I, I got I to gotta tell you, <laughs> this video that you're seeing now, you guys are watching by way of the video platforms that we're on, the video you're seeing here, I got to tell you, man, these couple of cops, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's only two or three of them out there, and there's just a group of people. I, ooh, got to say hats off to the cops. I mean, you got some courage to go out there in the midst of that. These people rush you, and you're in trouble. And this is why I say, you know, police office is uh, police officers is the same thing as those who go and serve the people as representatives. You are servants. You're not there to be the bully pulpit. You're not there to beat the people and to attack them. You're there to serve the people. And you you really need to be careful about what you're doing. I know there are some good cops out there. I've run into them all over the place. Like I told you, go to church with one of them. I know there's some good cops out there who do their job. They don't seek to infringe on your rights. And they only deal with people who violate the moral law. We've got Colorado, Antifa smashing windows. Hear that? Oh, that was a very short video. Sorry about that. Here they are smashing windows. 
They're getting into fights in Portland. We've seen the Proud Boys in Antifa. I don't really think Antifa is any match for those guys. <laughs> I mean, even the Antifa women are coming. Uh, can you call them women? Um, looks like a bunch of butches to me. That's what they look like. And they go up, try to swing, and get put on their backs. This is what's going on. And then we have other places. Here's out of, again, Denver, Colorado. Now, you, you can see, look, there are some people who are out that aren't tearing things up, that aren't burning things down, that aren't looting. They just want to be heard about what they think about the situation. Right or wrong, they want to be heard about it. And they have a right to do that. What they don't have a right to do is to destroy property, hurt other people, trash up the place, vandalize. They don't have the right to do that. They have the right to do the right thing, and that is to call out injustice. And you go, well, tell me this, this, and you want to give me all kinds of excuses. Let me, let me go to the Bible. What did John the Baptist do about Herod? He called out his crime. He said, and it was a crime, he said, it is unlawful for you to have your brother Philip's wife while he's living. What did Jesus do with the Pharisees? They were the religious leaders of the day. The state leaders, if you will, even. He would constantly call them out on that. But he didn't go, at least not in his earthly ministry, burning up the temple, did he? He didn't go burn down their houses. He didn't go spray paint across you know, their stuff. Now, eventually, in 70 AD, he did bring judgment. There's no question about it. And he prophesied he'd bring judgment. For those of you who think Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21 are futuristic, they were about 70 AD and the judgment that God was going to bring upon Israel. Same thing with the book of Revelation. That is John's Olivet Discourse in vision form. Came to pass just as he said it would, 70 AD. And here we have this coming, the very promises of God, to curse the people who turn from him, curse all that they do in we're seeing it today. Now, there are some other things. Um, Portland on Saturday, and I doubt I'm going to be able to cover all this. So this will be in all of this will be in the ar- in the archives that we'll put up later today at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. On Saturday, rioters fought one another in the streets. Protesters at Portland rallies to show support for police and President Donald Trump's re-election campaign engaged in physical combat repeatedly with counter-protesters Saturday without police intervention. Members of the chaotic crowd used an array of weapons, including baseball bats and firearms, to beat and threaten those they opposed. Pro-Trump demonstrators, people carrying shields with references to the QAnon conspiracy theory, and memory, uh, members of the Proud Boys, a self-described chauvinist group that regularly engages in violence. Now, this is this is not what Daisy wrote. She's picking this up from, let's see, she's picking it up from opb.org. Okay, so understand when I'm reading this off, this is what somebody else has written. 
all gathered around noon, some carrying rifles. And I don't have a problem with them carrying rifles or handguns openly, any of that. That's part of the Second Amendment. Counter-protesters from anti-fascist groups, which they're not, they are fascists themselves, like Popular Mobilization PDX also gathered Saturday, and the two groups quickly began shouting at each other and engaging in tense face-to-face confrontations in front of the Multnomah County Justice Center. Let me just throw something in that, that comes to mind here. A little advice for both of these sides of groups. The Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. What is it when you get into a confrontation with somebody, do you kind of back off when it starts to get heated and say, hey, wait a minute, let's have a conversation. Let's just talk together. I don't mean you any ill. I don't mean you any harm. Let's talk together and let's reason together. Remember, you both are made in the image of God. Well, there's no reasoning with these people. Well, some people that's true. Not all people, though. And I believe the Bible says that we should try to be, live at peace with men as much as is possible with us. We should be doing that. This is not what's going on in the streets of America. We're shouting each other down. This is why I invite people, look, if you disagree with me, you're welcome to call in. 215-TALK-TALK, 215-86782. And everybody knows, I will take your call. I'll listen to what you have to say. Keep your language clean. Um, And then I'll respond to that. And we'll have a conversation. And I find that nine times out of ten, an actual conversation that you have with people works better than shouting each other down because you never hear each other. And um, and this is what's going on. Within an hour of meeting, protesters began to push <clears throat> excuse me, each other and throw objects. Some demonstrators on the pro-police side fired paintball guns and deployed pepper spray on counter demonstrators, other protesters, and uh, used baseball bats. Yeah, that's nice. Many people wore helmets and body armor as they punched, kicked, and tore at each other. I mean, these are Americans doing this to one another. Let me tell you something. If you're listening out in Portland, or if you listen to this later on, you're being used in this. This is the problem. It doesn't matter which side you're on in this. You're being used in this. And guess who makes out like a fat cat? All of the tyrants that want to control you in the first place, they're doing a doggone good job of doing it. They're dividing you against each other. You're fighting one another instead of your common enemy, which is the tyrants there in Portland, Oregon. The tyrants who are in D.C. who are enabling this by not doing what they're supposed to do. Why can't you guys get that? Your enemy is not your brother. Your enemy is the tyrant. Or tyrants, in this case. Now, there's a lot to be said about what's going on with Portland, Oregon. I mean, my goodness. This right here just breaks my heart. I mean, this is a poor guy. He's just here. And... uh, Trust me, this is a... This is hard to see. A guy getting beat, kicked. Look at him smacking this one. It's 
So what they do to this guy right here that's just incredible. I mean, how do you just do this to another human being? He was just sitting there minding his own business. You fucking loser! Guy comes up, kicks him right in the face. His neck is not broken. Tell him <laughs> fell back on the ground and look. Okay, I need, I need someone to call 911. Again, this is what's going on in America's streets. Maybe not your street, maybe not my street, but it is going on in America. We're reaping the curses, folks. Our nation's being turned into hell because we've forgotten God. And again, not this God, not that one right there. We've forgotten the God of the Bible. The one who established us, established our foundations. More than 400 years ago, when our forefathers came to this country, It's absolutely incredible. And there's just so much stuff here that's going on in Portland. I just I don't even have time to show you all of the video that I've got here uh, and that Daisy has provided in this article. What about New York? New York City, right? Now look, you heard a lot about how Rudy Giuliani cleaned up New York City and this and that, and then you hear about the unconstitutional... Um, Stop and search deal and all that. A clear, clear violation of the Fourth Amendment. As a way to do it, the ends justify the means. That's Alinsky tactics, folks. I'm just telling you that the, the Republicans are no different in that matter than the Democrats are. They just package it different to, to sell to you. The Republicans push the police state. The Democrats push the welfare state. And they both push the warfare state. Republicans probably more than Democrats on that one. New York City has been labeled a war zone as violence escalates rapidly. The violence in the Big Apple isn't directly tied to protests or rioters, but instead appears to be a deadly new way of life. This brings New York City to more than a hundred—excuse me, a thousand total shooting incidents across the city year to date. Tim, don't you believe in the Second Amendment of guns? Yeah, not to be used unlawfully. <laughs> See, this is what they want to do. They want to present it as, oh, we got to get control of the guns. No, why don't you get control of the hearts of the people and start preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, the only thing that can change the hearts of the people. Call on God to give them a heart of flesh and take out of them a heart of stone. It's already doubled of that of last year, and the summer is not even over. A summer which, ironically, has witnessed a supposed heightened consciousness and awareness of police shootings of black Americans given the ongoing George Floyd and Black Lives Matter protests. And again, this, was a, this right here is a report out of New York City. NYPD released shocking surveillance video of a shooting in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Right that killed a man daylight. and injured a woman. You can see the suspect walk up to a man last night on New Lots Avenue, pull out a gun, and start firing as people scatter. The gunman then turned and walked away. This happened last night on New Lots Avenue. A 20-year-old man fatally shot in the head 
A 36-year-old woman is recovering from gunshots to her arm and torso. So far, no arrests. No arrests. And this is happening in broad daylight. I mean, people are just coming up and just shooting people. This is absolutely crazy. Caught on a video camera. I don't know if we've got this guy yet or not um, as to, to what's going on here. But over and over and over, this is this is New York, um, Chicago, alongside of carnage and gang violence. And look, folks, it is because the people have infringed on the people's rights to keep and bear arms. And the reason they've done that, the results of that, are what you're seeing. The people are left like a bunch of sheep for the wolves to devour them. Things have escalated to an entirely different level. On August the 10th, an upscale shopping district was pillaged after a shooting occurred. Hundreds of people swept through the Magnificent Mile and other parts of downtown Chicago early Monday, smashing windows, looting stores, and confronting police after officers shot a suspect in Inglewood hours earlier. They just think it, it gives them the right to go destroy stuff. No, it does not. You become criminals just as much as those you're pointing the finger at may be or may not be. I'm not going to say the cops are in this in this case. But whatever those in authority do that is unjust does not give you the right to go be unjust and act criminally yourself. It doesn't give you that right to do it. These people have swept in uh, other parts of downtown Chicago early Monday, smashing windows, looting stores, confronting police officers after that Suspect was shot. The mayhem marked the second time since late May that the city's upscale shopping district has been targeted by looters and unrest or mid unrest, reigniting the debate over policing as city leaders continued to point fingers and downtown again was shut down overnight heading to Tuesday. Here's the video from that. Helen, for law the report here. in Chicago, the resurgence of looting this week has created an all-hands-on-deck situation, with the FBI tonight zeroing in on several aspects of apparently organized attacks. FBI officials tell the I-Team they've received several hundred leads from the public since creating a dedicated digital media tip line on Monday following the overnight looting. And now there is new looting video. This new video of early Monday looting, women with a lug wrench bashing in a window at the pink store by Victoria's Secret, which is on the fourth floor of the famous water tower place. Authorities now zeroing in on this woman and her alleged accomplice. The front door then unlocked for two more unidentified women to walk in. FBI officials here tonight tell the I-Team they are working with local law enforcement to identify actors instigating and conducting violent criminal activity. The aim is to put names with faces. And if it was all part of an overarching plan by a street gang or other organized crime group, that could result in a federal conspiracy case. If it's just a one-off and it's handled by the state, right, theft of whatever, handled by the state, depending on the record, maybe they could do a few years or not, depends on the record. Federal, as, as we know, really bumps that up tremendously. Jeff Kramer is a former assistant U.S. attorney in Chicago who says the feds have jurisdiction with okay. the possible addition of conspiracy charges let me, or um, suspicion of... Let me put this on pause. You get the idea. And you see the video. This is, this is absolutely incredible. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. When I see dozens of people... 
going in and out of a store with trash bags full of stuff that they didn't buy, they just stole, doing it just right out there in the open. They don't have burglar's mask on. I, I just, I don't even know what to think about people's mindset doing that. I, I just, I don't even know what to think about that. It's pretty incredible. And yet, this is what God said when he said, going to turn that nation into hell, the ones that forget me. By the way, stealing is part of a violation of God's law. You shall not steal. Let's take Seattle. Uh, lots of stuff going on there, too. It's been, some, it's been a site of some of the most destructive and violent riots, uh, riots in the country. Seattle has. Initially naming it Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Remember that? Or has that left everybody's memory now? Because America's memory is like, I don't know, a microwave. It's very short. They changed the name to CHOP, Capitol Hill Occupy Protest. People were shot there. Killed. They're running out of food. If you don't believe in the doctrine of total depravity, Matthew just made mention of that. This isn't even how depraved a man can go. This is just a slice of it. There's more coming, folks. You know why? Because there's no justice brought. You know, it's interesting to me, and I'm just going to throw this out there just so you understand what I'm talking about. It's interesting to me that the feds are all over this, thousands of tips, looking at faces as when they know the face of many corrupt politicians who have committed crimes against us, the people, violating our Constitution, and they have done squat to them. Isn't that amazing? Because they're friends. They're being covered for. And uh, we got Eugene calling in, and I apologize, Eugene, we're just out of time. I mean, it's the end of the show, bro, uh, but I appreciate you calling in. Guys, it is not hopeless yet. God still calls us to repentance. He still calls us to honor and remember Him. If we would do that, those of you in the chat, those of you listening by radio, if we would do that, His promise is to heal our land. But it's on us. It's not on these people you see in these videos here. It's not on other people who don't name the name of Christ. It's on us. What are we going to do? Are we going to step up and play the man? Are we going to get down on our knees? Are we going to be the ones who repent? Or are we going to be the ones who suffer judgment along with the rest of these people in our nation? Here? I hope it's the former and not the latter. Guys, hopefully we'll see you at 7 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. Lord willing, Kate Shimarani live from London. See ya.